When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Steeler fans, welcome back to another episode of Steeler Stat Geek. This is Steel Kurt Network Editor Dave Schofield coming at you on a Thursday morning, rolling along. We are into week three. The NFL season is chugging on. We're we're getting we're halfway through the first quarter. Wow, half through the quarter. Yeah. Of course, for those of you that are that are that are math geniuses, you know that's oh, wouldn't that be an eighth? Well, it's the 17th game season. I count the first quarter of the season now, the first five games for the Steelers based on where the bye week falls. So, because you got to throw an extra game in somewhere, and I do it based on where the bye week is. But hey, we'll, we'll see. So, rather than look at the, the first quarter of the season and reevaluate what the Steelers are doing, we'll look at what they do when they hit the bye week. That's the way I'm planning on doing it this year. So, who, man, the Steelers are one and one. This is good that they're not 0 and 2. It's not great that they're not 2 and 0. The Steelers were playing one of the best teams in the NFL in week one, and they lost. Steelers played a quality divisional opponent in week two, and they won. You just go with those storylines, everything sounds great, right? That's not the storylines. That's that there's more to it than just than just the headline. All right. Yeah, the Steelers lost the 49ers at home. You know what? They got their doors blown off by the 49ers at home. They were not in the game at all. Steelers beat the Browns at home in primetime. Yeah, that's great. They had to have two defensive touchdowns in order to win that game. Two defensive touchdowns is what it took for the Steelers to win that game. They don't get either one of those. 
my goodness. Just just from the math. Of course, if you don't get that first touchdown on the first play of the game by Alex Highsmith, does that change every other play after the game? Absolutely it does. Yes, it does. It's that whole, once you change one thing, everything from that point on is different. So we're going to go ahead. We're going to dive into some of the numbers. But first, we're going to look at the Zebra Technology Stat of the Week. So I know what you're probably thinking. You're probably thinking, wait a second, where was this last week? I have a great answer. I will bring you the Zebra Technology Stat of the Week whenever I actually get the information before the show runs. I mean, my goodness, I didn't get it till Thursday afternoon last week. Couldn't run it for, I mean, let alone recording on Wednesday night. I, I didn't even have it at 5 a.m. Thursday morning when the show ran. So in order to get a stat from this information, one, I've got to get it before I'm recording the show. Two, it's got to have something that includes the Steelers or the opponent they just faced. And Zebra Technologies, for those of you who don't know, hopefully you caught it because I, I replayed the interview when I was on vacation this past summer because the summer before I had someone from Zebra Technologies come in, talk about all the great information and stats that, that you can get uh, that they do. They're, they're the technology that brings the next-gen stats to the NFL. That's that's what it is with the with the chips and the things, the tracking of the players and all that other good stuff. So here you go. These aren't always necessarily good. Just have to put that out there. These are not always necessarily good. There was nothing from the Steelers game that was the stat of the week because they do one each week. They do a quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end, and defense. None of them were from the Steelers game. But then they give you some other things with each position. So it wasn't the highlight of one. This is more of the low light. Let's start with quarterback. All right, here you go. Kenny Pickett could have had a bigger game in the Steelers' Monday night football victory, recording a negative 12.5 completion percentage below expectation. That was the lowest of any quarterback in week two. So, in other words, they do all these above above expected and below expected and all that other stuff. I'm not into those stats myself as much. You're talking about expectations and things like that. But in other words, Kenny Pickett, he had a 50% completion rate. They expected him to have you know, just over a 62% completion rate. He was less than that. I don't know if they do it pass by pass that they would expect it to be completed or if it's just an overall for the game. Either way, I, I, I believe this. Kenny Pickett should have completed more of the passes than what he threw. So that's one. That's the negative. Let's get to some positive. Let's go wide receiver. Here we are. And we're going to hit one. George Pickens. Pickin' a Pickens. George Pickens reached 20.56 miles per hour on his 71-yard touchdown, the fastest speed of his career. He had 8.4 yards of separation at the time of the catch, gaining 57 yak, which was a career high, Good for a plus 35 yards after catch above expected. Here you go, above expected again. But, yeah, that's what they do, which was also a career high. Pickens accounted for 62.56% of the Steelers' targeted air yards, most among all receivers for their respected teams. Yep, George Pickens was the guy that was called on when it came to the air yards. All right, last but not least, got to talk about the defense. They had to bring up something for the defense. So here you go. You have to mention the Steelers' defense if you're going to do some stats. This one is – I mean, it's not as in, impressive. I, let's just say this. 
what you're going to hear this, you're going to be like, duh, that's what we all thought. But here it is. Alex Highsmith's strip sack of Deshaun Watson, which was returned for a touchdown by T.J. Watt, increased Pittsburgh's win probability by 39 percentage points from 28% to 67%. In other words, that play had a huge impact on the game. Yeah, of course it did. We we all know that. It it, it honestly, it you say that it was that much, I think it increased it 100%. It went from 0% they weren't going to win unless they got it to 100% they won because they got it. There, that's just there, there's your stat geek numbers, but no. Those are your zebra technology stats of the week. Like I said, I'll bring them whenever they are appropriate and delivered on time. I will make sure that I get those to you. Now, let's talk about this past week's game for a little bit. Going to highlight a few numbers just because that's what we do. I, I talk about some stuff from the last game. Then we'll look forward to talk about things coming up. It's still going to be a little bit different. And I'll talk about that, meaning looking at the weeks to come. I'll talk about that when we get to that in the second part of the show. So let's hit some numbers from last week. Whew, there were some that were just, yay, and some that were, eh. But the Steelers, so far, they have followed suit when it comes to turnover margin. When they have a negative turnover margin, they lost. When they had a positive turnover margin, they have won. The Steelers were plus two in week two. They had four takeaways and two turnovers. Now, those two turnovers were both in the first quarter. Now, remember... One of them was um, was at the very end of the first quarter where the quarter was supposed to be over because wasn't that right after they got a takeaway? Then they turned around and had the whole Gunner O thing. I'm trying to remember if that was the last if, – if it was the very next play after the, the, the overrule of the fumble – um, fourth down with Deshaun Watson, where Coach Tomlin got a – he won a challenge there. That's what I'm trying to say. Um, so I'm, I'm actually – I'm trying to find this of where is the end of the first quarter. All right. So what it was was there was the fourth and one. They went for it. It was a fumble. Yeah, the Steelers – the reason I wasn't sure if it was the first player or not, I couldn't remember, it was a penalty. Remember, false start. Chooks go for it. Back him up five yards. So there they are. Instead of on their on their own 42, they're on their own 37. That was the whole thing to Gunner O, and they fumbled it away. I thought the quarter was over, and I was ready to say, help, through two games. No first downs for the Steelers in the first quarter. Then next thing, you know, the Steelers have the ball. They're putting time back on. I'm like, all right, hold the phone. They run one play, and it's like no first downs for the Steelers in the first quarter through two weeks. Not only that, they added to another number. The Steelers have zero first downs. In the first quarter, through two games, they have three turnovers in the first quarter. Three turnovers to zero first downs in the first quarter. This is not good, but this is also going to play into something else that I'm going to talk about coming to this week, and it's not going to be in a good way. But let's get to some more numbers here. Let's see what else what we had from this past week. There was some good. There was some bad. You know, we already talked about 71-yard touchdown from George Pickens in the game. He had he had a career high in yardage and you know and well not receptions but receiving yards because he had one hundred and what was it one hundred and twenty seven yards uh, for George Pickens in this game um, with you know sixty nine yak yards that's pretty good the only person who had more yak yards was Jalen Warren let's talk about that for just a minute 
Jalen Warren, this is according to the Steelers media website where they have their stats. Jalen Warren in week two had 72 yards after the catch. He had 66 receiving yards. Okay, so what does that mean? That means that Jalen Warren was catching the ball behind the the line of scrimmage. He had to get yak yards. And then you get this from a running back. That's how it's going to be. All right, a lot of times with these dump offs. He has to gain yak yards just to get back to the line of scrimmage. So that's how it's working. That's, you know, kind of to be expected with the running back. But did you really want it that much? Yeah. I mean, my goodness. Najee Harris had one catch for zero yards, and he had three yards of yak. That's kind of what you get from from uh, from running backs. That's why George Pickens did not have the most yards after the catch of, of anyone on the Steelers. All right. Let's see. What other numbers we got here? What other numbers here? Um the Steelers, they didn't score until more than 29 minutes into the game in week one. They had they scored nine seconds into this one. But once again, it wasn't the offense. And it wasn't the special teams. It was the defense coming up with the big play. Alex Highsmith gets that interception. Like I said, Micah Fitzpatrick should have probably had that interception. He gets it knocked out, but he was gonna he was gonna get tackled right there. Instead, it bounces to Highsmith. He gets it, runs it back. Great way to start. Lots of fun. Something for Steelers fans to be excited about right away. Whoo! But I mean, the Steelers scored 26 points and 14 of them because I'm I give the extra points. There are no extra points if there are no touchdowns. So whoever gets the the touchdown, that side of the ball or that phase of the game, I'm kind of giving them the extra point as long as the Steelers score it. So they got 14 points that were generated by the defense because if the defense doesn't score the touchdown, Boswell doesn't kick the extra point. So more than half their points came from the defense. <clears throat> this is not a winning formula in the NFL to get to, to, for your defense to score 14 and to win by four. All right? That's not the way for it. Now, when your defense is scoring points, that's when you want it to be a blowout that your offense still outscores the other team. Steelers' offense has not outscored another team yet. That's not a trend you want to see happen. Steelers got six sacks in the game. T.J. Watt uh, broke the record. He now he now is sits alone at the as the franchise leader in sacks, passing James Harrison. He was tied coming into it. Six sacks for the Steelers, but nobody got more than one. 1.0 for for everyone. Highsmith, Watt, Ogunjobi, Liao, Golden, and Elijah Riley. Now, the only outside linebacker on the roster who did not get a sack in this game was Nick Herbig. He had a sack until, until Deshaun Watson grabbed him by the face mask to force him to the ground, which then that was called. Um, the only thing that changed in that play, the, the Browns lost more yardage because of the penalty, um, but they did get a down back. And, and yeah, so other than that, but would have loved to have said, hey, even the reserve guys, every outside linebacker got a sack. That would have been really nice to say, but unfortunately this was not the week where that happened. Um, now let's look at some of the things that, that, that weren't so good. How about the Steelers giving up 198 yards on the ground? Not good. Steelers. Um, having you can't even say they have a red a red zone percentage because technically you can't have zero as a divisor. You can't divide by zero. You can't have a denominator. There you go of zero because it just doesn't work that way. You can't divide anything by zero. They never made it to the red zone. No plays. No, not a single play run in the red zone by the Steelers. None. 
That's a little bit frustrating um, when you look at it offensively. Um, just some various other things. This one was one that really bothered me. I, I've talked about it before. I'm going to bring it up again. The Steelers' tight ends were only targeted one time in this game on a wide receiver screen. Not wide, sorry. Tight end screen. About it's a wide receiver. Tight end screen, only target to a tight end. What are they doing? What are they doing? Maybe that was a game plan. Maybe it was something specifically they saw, but I just look at it and I'm like, what are they doing? I don't know. That, I'm just going to leave that to kind of wrap a bow on this um, half. We're going to go ahead and take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the matchup in week three that is upcoming. So stick around. We'll be back after these messages. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, Steelers fans, thanks for sticking with me. I don't know if you noticed in the first half. I hope I hope it doesn't come through so, so bad. I hope I was good with my buttons. I am fighting a um, bit of a cold. I was really under the weather over the weekend. I have some a, a severe tickle in my throat. I've got drainage, everything. I had, I've had to pause this podcast so many times to go through a coughing fit. I, I hope it's flowing all right for you. If it's not, I must apologize. But you know what? I've got to be here for the Nerds of Steel to bring you all what needs to be brought in for this upcoming game. There are reasons to be scared of this matchup. The Steelers traveling to the West Coast. Now, is it the coast? Uh, we talked about this on, on Scobro Show. Can, can you really say you're on the coast if the state you're in doesn't even touch the ocean? I don't know. But it is in the in the Pacific time zone, so, so you're out there. But the Steelers have never played in Las Vegas. So I don't know that I want to talk about what the Steelers do. Yeah, they don't travel well out there, but that was a whole different, whole, whole different team. They didn't travel out there last year. So I, I kind of want to see – with this, you know, new young offense, everything, it could be worse than what we've seen from the Steelers in the past. Or it could be better. We don't know. 
I don't want to say anything about oh they're so bad they haven't they haven't won a game on the road against the Raiders since 1995. That is true. I was in high school when that happened. As my senior year of high school it was in December. Guess what? That's the last time they beat the Raiders on the road. But it was none of these were in Las Vegas. And I, for some reason, I just feel like that's going to be different. I, I don't know why. I just I, I don't want to want to make that something that I don't know is going to be a huge factor. I kind of want to see how this team plays. If the Steelers go out there and, and lay an egg in Vegas, I'm going to be like, this team is still struggling with the West Coast stuff. But it's a, you know, like I said, it's a very different team. I mean, my goodness, think about it. The, the, the last time the Steelers won a playoff game, they had two players that are still on this team right now. And one of them is technically not on the roster because he's on IR. And Cam Hayward and Chris Boswell. That's it. T.J. Watt was drafted in 2017. So that's why I'm saying this is such a different team when it comes to these kind of things. So, But believe it or not, the Steelers don't play the Raiders all that often. But normally when I do these things – to break them down going into the week. I'm going to break down the key statistics. I'm going to break down the passing offense, the rushing offense, the overall offense, the overall scoring offense, because the overall was with yards, then the scoring. And then I'm going to talk about sacks that they have, sacks surrendered, turnovers, takeaways, and I will give you the rank of both teams whenever we do that. Not going to be doing that right now because – to me, figuring out the rank and everything with these teams is an exercise in futility. Why? Why? It's a two-game sample size, all right? I haven't gone in to look, but I have a feeling that the Steelers are probably playing, or probably, sorry, not playing, probably have played two teams that might have the best defense defenses so far this season especially especially we'll say on the defensive line they've gone up against two very stout defensive fronts this year i'll tell you right now the cleveland browns these are pff ranks take them for what they're worth i'm already ticked at pff got an article coming on that i'm not reporting their scores anymore because they've just proven themselves to be fools so I talked about that on Scobro. If you want to hear more about that, go there. We talked about it at length. But the Browns are the number four ranked defense, and the 49ers are the number five ranked defense. So the question is, did the Steelers – so the Steelers played two top five defenses in the NFL. But it's a two-game sample size. My question is, did the, did the Steelers play two of the, two of the top five defenses in the NFL? Or – are they two of the top five defenses in the NFL because one of their two games was against the Steelers? Cause and effect. It's hard to establish a path. Half their games of so far were against the Steelers. So the 49ers and Browns could both look good because they played the Steelers, but is it really about the Steelers being their opponent or is it that they're that strong? That's why you need – I need at least three games. I need at least three games. So maybe next week we can start getting into the rankings and stuff. I feel much better with four, but I'm willing to give it a shot with three. Two, my goodness, half half of your – half of the numbers are, are are based on other things. I mean, 
uh, we're going to talk about some of these numbers, but we're, I'm not going to look at them as NFL rank. That's the difference. I want to tell you. It's not that we're going to not look at some of these numbers. I'm not going to say, oh, well, they're the they're the best team against the run in the NFL. They're the worst rushing team. In the, can't. It's a two game sample size. So that's why I want at least three games before I do that. But let's go ahead. And I'm going to be honest with you. If you take away the being on the road aspect, if you take away going to the West Coast, if you look at this matchup, this is a matchup of two teams that are very – I'm not saying similar in style. I'm going to say that are very similar statistically. With, with a number of things. Uh, look at what's happened with the Raiders so far. Some of them line up perfectly. Some of them are the exact opposite. For example, the Steelers are 1-1. One one. They've played both their games in home. The Raiders are 1-1. One one. They've played both their games on, on the road. They played in Denver and in Buffalo. And here's the other thing with the Raiders. Okay, They won one of their games – Hard-fought, low-scoring, ugly game. They won one game, not by much, and was ugly. And they got blown out another game. That's their two games on the season. What do you know? The Steelers, they won an ugly game, and they lost one when they got blown out. The only difference is the Raiders won the ugly one week one, then got blown out week two. Steelers, it was the other way around. So the Raiders have to have to go home after a 38-10 to 10 trouncing by the Buffalo Bills. So they kind of line up in, in that regard. Now let's let's look at what's going on. Let's for, here we go. Let's let's look at some offensive stuff. You look at you look at the Raiders. The Raiders in two games have 35 first downs, but have surrendered 51. The Steelers have 24 first downs and have surrendered 42. So if it's it's kind of a similar ratio, just not the same raw raw numbers. And he, but here you go. The Raiders only have seven rushing first downs this season, seven out of thirty-five. The Steelers six out of twenty-four. So most of it's being done through the air. The, the, the Steelers three by penalty. The Raiders seven by penalty. The Steelers fifteen by passing. The Raiders twenty-one by passing. So the, those are some of the things. Now, but let's look at a few of the other numbers. Third down efficiency. So far, the Raiders this year, we're going to look at this offensively first. The Raiders are 44.4% on third down, 44%. The Steelers are 31%. So they definitely, that, that, that's something to go there. But, but when you look at it on the opposite side, let's look at the opposition. The Raiders are giving up. We're, we're going to, yeah, this is easier to mix with offense and defense together. The Raiders are giving up 50% of third down conversions. They're giving up 50%. The Steelers are only giving up 37.9%. So they're giving up less than what the Raiders are getting. So both teams are giving up more third down percentage to their opponents than they are themselves through two games. The difference is, you know, 6.9% for the Steelers, and the difference is uh, 5.6% for the Raiders. So it's a very similar difference, but the Raiders just have a higher number. I'm, I'm – Nice to see the Steelers going up against the defense that's given up 50% on third down. Maybe the Steelers will do a little bit better there. All right, some other stuff with the Raiders. The Raiders have 501 yards for the season, but they've surrendered 710. 
the Steelers have 494 yards on the season and given up 799. So the Steelers have given up more yards and they have and um, significantly more yards, but the Steelers are really close with the number of yards that they've gained close to the Raiders. They're, I mean, my goodness, they're within what is what, are, what are they? they're seven yards apart. I had to flip back and forth between a couple things. So the Steelers are, are having 247 yards per game in where the Raiders have 250.5. Not a big difference. Now, the Steelers are giving up more yards. Um, the Steelers are giving up, I mean, 400 yards a game. That's what they're giving up. They're giving up on defense 400 yards a game because they gave up over 400 yards in a win as part of that. Now let's look at the rushing. Let's look at the rushing. You're like, oh, man, the Steelers, they, they don't even have 100 yards rushing on the season through two games. 96 rushing yards on 31 attempts. Their average is 3.1. But if you look at the Raiders, they have 116 rushing yards, not, you know, 20 more yards than the Steelers. But on 44 attempts, they're at 2.6 per carry. They are they're struggling more to run the ball than the Steelers. And that week one game, that's not that – I mean, granted, they were down. They had to – They had to, it, it was kind of a back-and-forth game. So – but it's not like they were out of – contention where they couldn't run the ball anymore. Both the Steelers and and the Raiders had a game where they were blown out and running the ball wasn't going to be nearly as much. But the Raiders have, have been worse running the ball this year. Passing, uh, the Raiders have uh, 385 passing yards, where the Steelers have 398 passing yards. So they're very similar there. The Raiders have, you know, they're only having 192.5 passing yards per game. And remember this, Raiders haven't been sacked this year. Two games, they have not given up any sacks. I mean, the Steelers, they, they've given up 56 yards in sacks. That's, that, that's another 56 yards that would add to their net passing yards because their gross passing yards are actually 454 a game. They have actually – they are only one yard less in gross passing than what the Steelers have surrendered. They've surrendered – They've, they've, their gross passing yards, you know, meaning take, take away the sacks, is 454, and they've given up 455, almost the same. Where with the Raiders, their gross yards are only 385, and they've given up 451. So the Raiders have, have sacked their opponents four times. The Steelers have sacked, have sacked their opponents nine times. Nine times through two games. So those are some things to remember. Uh, the Steelers have a completion percentage of 60.5. 60.5, where the Raiders, they're actually at 72. Both teams have thrown three interceptions. Both, both teams have thrown three interceptions. Um, and, but, and, and the Steelers, you know, they've picked off their opponent. Um, the Raiders have not. The Raiders have not. Um, Let's you know looking at some some of these other numbers uh, for the Raiders. They've they've had two fumble. They've had three interceptions, but they've had two fumbles, but lost one of them. When it comes to the scoring, man, the Raiders are right there with the Steelers. Right there with the Steelers. The Raiders so far have scored. Let's see where where, where are we at? I've got this here somewhere. Um, they, they've scored a total of 27 points. They've been outscored 27 to 54. The Steelers, they have been out, 
scored. They've scored 33 points, but they've been outscored 33 to 52. So both teams have been given up about the same amount of points. Steelers 52, Raiders 54. The Steelers have given up, have scored 33 points, but remember, they've only scored 19 as their offense. So that's not good. That's not good at all. So these are just things to remember. Now, the, the Steelers, they are like last in the league at time of possession with like 23-35. I don't think the Raiders are much better. They're 23-54. So these are teams that are having some, some similar struggles with things in this regard. Now here's something where they're different that's, that's kind of intriguing and something to remember. All right, the Raiders – They've only scored 27 points. They've scored three touchdowns. Two of their three touchdowns they've scored in the first quarter. So they've scored 14 points in the first quarter, two two field goals, six in the second quarter, have not scored in the third quarter, and had that fourth quarter touchdown uh, to win the game against Denver. I'm pretty sure that was from the Denver game. Where they're giving up 21 points in the second quarter so far this year. So... That's something to to remember that the Raiders, I mean, even last year when the Steelers played the Raiders, what they do? They scored their touchdown early. They struggled to score points as the game went on. The Steelers, they struggled to score points early. They have seven points in the first quarter, and that was defensive. They have 16 points in the second quarter, which is their most, and that's the one where the Raiders give up the most. But that's also when the Steelers give up, have given up the most. Okay, the Steelers only have three points in the third quarter and seven points in the fourth. That's the breakdown so far. So there's a lot of similarities here. A couple other things to highlight. Um, when you look at the Raiders' run, running game, Josh Jacobs has had 28 rushing attempts for 46 yards. That's a 1.6 average, and they, he has a seven-yard long, seven-yard long. The Raiders is a team, like I said, only 2.6. One of that was a wide receiver, uh, Tucker. They don't even have a first name for him here. He's a he's an undrafted rookie, um, I think out of Cincinnati maybe. Yeah, uh, Trey Tucker, that's who it is. He has one rush for 34 yards. One rush for 34 yards. Man, you take that away, that the team's in trouble, really, when it comes to rushing. Now, for the Steelers – You've got Najee Harris, 16 rushes, 74 yards. That's better than Jay, 4.6. Jalen Warren, nine rushes, 26 yards. That's 2.9. But they both have a longer rushing, you know, a longer rush than, 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 than Jacobs. And, but then their other ones are Calvin Austin, Kenny Pickett, both with negative. So the Steelers, the Steelers would have 100 rushing yards if it's just between their two running backs. They have the negatives there. But so the Steelers are only rushing for 96 yards a game, and the Raiders are, are, are not 96, 96 total. The Raiders are, are giving up, what is that, 100 and – they've given up 277 rushing yards. So you're, you're talking about you're in the 130s of what they're giving up. But the Steelers, they've given up almost 400 yards. It's almost two – you know, we're, we're, I already hit those numbers, so I don't know why I'm trying to do them again. Um, the Steelers have surrendered two rushing touchdowns this year and have scored none, same as the Raiders. If you look at the receivers of the Raiders, you're talking about Devontae Adams. He's got 12 receptions for 150 yards and a touchdown. 
But with the Steelers, you've got George Pickens, nine receptions for 163 yards and a touchdown. So, and the, the, the next most receiving yards for the Steelers is Jalen Warren. Um, and then Alvin Robinson, or sorry, Allen Robinson, I'll, I'll throw a V into his name for some reason there, um, both in the 70s, 78 and 76. So that's what you have from the receivers. You've got Jacoby Myers, 81. He's got two touchdowns, though, you got to remember. And then Josh Jacobs, he's got 74 receiving yards. A lot of these things kind of line up. So, yeah, this is – this is some pretty in, a pretty interesting matchup when you come here. These are two teams that I feel that are really kind of almost at the same kind of place, struggling to run the ball, struggling to score points. The the Raiders are 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 starting out all right, but they can't continue their scoring throughout the game. The Steelers are the opposite; they can't get going to start. So I think this is a very Intriguing matchup if you take away the Steelers traveling. Take away take away that it's a night game. Steelers do better in prime time usually. Take away that it's a night game, all those other things. And if you just look at these two teams on paper right now, they're dealing with very similar stuff. So honestly, this might be the right team at the right time for the Steelers. You know, maybe going on the road's a good thing for them. I don't know. But if you look at just the team, just the numbers of what's going on, this could be the right team at the right time for the Steelers to face in week three. Now they got to go out there and get the job done. That's the key. So I tried to give you some of those, some of those numbers, um, threw in some extra things that that's not going to be exactly like this moving forward, but no, you don't want to hear the same thing all the time. Whew, here we go. Make sure you're checking out steelcurtnetwork.com for all kinds of editorial things. My, my brother started a new uh, article series yesterday, his, his Worthless Two Cents. If you didn't check that out, go back and check that out. I, I'd like you to, 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 to see what he's doing there. Um, and, of course, make sure you're checking out all the podcasts. Uh, tonight you'll be able to catch myself, Jeff Hartman, Brian Anthony Davis on the preview. Um, and we're back to our regular lineup. Remember, the, the Q&A is now back to – it was on Sunday for a day because the Steelers played on Monday. It's back to, to Saturdays. Um, so if you're catching that in the audio, that'll be not too late on Saturday. My last-minute thoughts won't be as last minute. They'll still be Sunday morning, but you'll have to wait all day for the game. Whew. Make sure you're checking all that out. Um, yeah, good, good, good – uh some good stuff at Steel Curd Network this week. There really, ha- there really has been as, as we cram it all in, coming in from a Monday night game. But yeah, you don't feel great after winning a game in that way. If you're the Steelers, it's not like you went out there and did something that's sustainable that translates to the next week. That's the way I look at it. Statistically, it doesn't translate. Scoring 14 points with your defense doesn't translate to success each and every week because that's just not something you're going to do. But, hey, they did it in week two, and they won week two. That's what's the most important thing. And they got a division win, which is always very important. All right, I I made it through. Hopefully none of my coughing fits ended up in the show. But uh, excited to to just have this season rolling on. And thank you very much, uh, my Nerds of Steel, for, for joining me. And as I always say, to close these off, with Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. 
In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. Thanks for geeking out. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.